The audio podcast edition of Farlands or Bust is made possible by support from fans on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash Mac to keep this series commercial free. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Kurt. Welcome back to Farlands or Bust, episode 587. Episode 587. Uh, oh, okay. Well, that's fine. <laughs> that, that skeleton is no longer a, a threat to us as we exit the last episode's hidey hole. Oop, secure it, I guess, like that. And grab Wolfie. And continue on west to these far lands, perhaps through some fresh skeleton residue. Oh, well, oh, well, I guess there's a, there's, there's a single arrow over there for me to pick up. But through the skeleton residue, west. Whoop, actually, this 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 turns out to be east. Perhaps we should actually go really west. <laughs> this way is west, towards the far lands. That would be, be, be well, that way would be back to the where we spawned some 587 episodes ago. But uh, yeah, welcome back. Welcome back to Far Lands or Bust. Weird, just getting over a cold voice. <laughs> oh, but that's right. It is. Tuesday, May! It's May? Tuesday, May 3rd, 2016. It has been a while, due in part, and actually in complete part, mostly, to that cold, that aforementioned cold, attained, attained at PAX East in Boston. It was acquired, and I brought it home and and I was I was sickly, but yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, there might be a little bit of that. It's it's gone, but it still it lingers. It has left behind some uh, residue. <laughs> I have uh, the, the Pax Pox residue. Uh, just getting over it, but uh, yeah, it's episode five hundred eighty-seven of Farlands or Bust. Mm. Today is Tuesday, May third, and you guys, despite the week-long absence, continued donating to Child's Play Charity at farlandsbus.com up to 32, $32,765.73. That is 54%. We've gone up a percent. Up to 54% towards our $60,000 Season 6 goal. farlandsbus.com the donate button's right there. You help me get toys, books, games to kids in hospitals around the world. Much appreciated indeed. And uh, I do appreciate the continued support for that. Uh, as we uh, continue on here. Like I said, 587 episodes. Whew. Whew. What's going to happen on... What? One... You know? Hmm. Uh, I should have done the math beforehand. That'd be really interesting if... Episode 600 came at the five-year anniversary of the charity thing, right? That'd be this is the beginning of June. I think it was like June 6th or something like that. But that's beside the point. That's beside the point. That is beside the point indeed. So yeah. Whew. All right. Already I'm feeling exhausted. <laughs> I'm not going to make it to the end of the first day. Uh, yeah, it has been a while since I've done... Any of the video making, any of the commentary doings, and I uh, apologize for being a little bit, a little bit out of sorts. I can, I can still kind of feel and hear through my my monitors here the, 
the nasaliness, the nasaliness, and the voice. The, the, the nasal nose voice, nasal nose voice, <laughs> nasal J-Mac. Um, yeah, I went to, went to Boston. PAX East, my first time in Boston, and my first time at PAX East. That was uh, two weekends ago. But uh, yeah, went there. Uh, that's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday convention. And I, I enjoyed it. Indeed, thus far, probably my my most enjoyable PAX experience. My most enjoyable PAX experience, indeed. Uh, I'm not really gonna... Well, I mean, maybe... No, I'm not really gonna do, like, a day-by-day rundown or recap or anything like that. You pretty much get the gist of that, and it's, it's, it's a bit removed. Obviously, I got sick. I wasn't... I Very thankfully, I was totally fine throughout the entirety of the weekend, uh, aside from your standard convention exhaustion and lack of sleep or whatever, but uh, it was on the flight home. I had a connecting flight, uh, and then it was on the second flight home that I felt I started to feel the the all the all uh, weary and the the one everybody knows the, the little tickle in the throat. The tickle in the back of the throat, it's not a normal, oh, this isn't just like a dry throat or or, or I'm thirsty or anything like that. This is, this is something. <laughs> this is gonna be something. Careful, Wolfie. So, yeah, I felt that on the, the second flight on the way home. So I'm glad, uh, you know, in the past, at, at past conventions or, or, or mine cons. Oh, Wolfie! Wolfie! Good gravy! There's something wrong with this block. You keep running into it and taking damage. Good gravy. What in the world? Speaking of being sick. This, this guy's allergic to the dirt. <laughs> Wolf is allergic to the dirt. But, uh, yeah, uh, I've, I've been sick before. I was sick at the, the Mindcrack Marathon. Not a convention, obviously, but uh, that kind of ruined the, the second half of that for me. But uh, thankfully this time I it waited until on, I was on my way home. Uh, I was clearly contagious <laughs> throughout the last uh, couple days of it, probably. That's how, like, colds work, right? They're only... They're contagious before you start feeling the symptoms, right? So, sorry! <laughs> sorry, everybody! And it does seem like, uh, as always, a lot of other people uh, came down with the crud. Uh, I think Beef did, I think uh, plenty of other people I've seen did, or even people I, I didn't even meet, just people I knew from YouTube or Twitch, whoever were at uh, the convention later on, were like, whoop, I got the packs, I got the packs crud, the con crud, the, the packs pox. Uh, and uh, so yeah, it was it was around, and uh, it was it was spread thusly, but uh, yeah. So I lost all of last week. Um, I did record that dirt rally episode just because I wanted to get that final league race in without commentary, and then we recorded the inaugural Conelanders Assetto Corsa races. And I did so with minimal or no commentary, which is interesting. I mean, it's fun to play a video game and stuff like that, but then when I bring the video into, like, Vegas to edit and stuff, I'm like, this isn't... This this isn't good for YouTube at all. I don't say a word. So, yeah, I'll have to see about that. But that'll be coming up later in the week. That that was a a good time indeed. But, uh, yeah. Excusez-moi. The PAX, the PAX East, my first time there. Um, a lesson, a lesson I learned. A little, uh, I suppose, a little nugget of uh, 
informational uh, lesson-itude that I learned. Uh, perhaps a little bit wishy-washy, a little bit wispy, I suppose, uh, looking back at it. From what I've discovered, specifically, it's probably all come together with this last convention, this last PAX, is that at these conventions that are only, like I said, it's just Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Sure, there's a little bit of Thursday and maybe a little bit of Monday, depending on when you come and when you go, or if you decide to stay a little bit longer. Uh, but, but with all of these things, the currency, the currency during these conventions, during these events, is time. Time, to me, seems like the currency. And, and I mean it as, as how, like, I, I suppose, a way to value uh, you know, to put value on, uh, oh, check this place out. To put value on, I suppose, the time you're able to spend with the various people you want to spend with, and, uh, I suppose a lesson I've learned is just to appreciate, whoa, to, uh, watch your step there, to, to appreciate when, you know, the people who decide to exchange that currency, spend their time with you or in a group with you or invite you to somewhere. It's just, uh, that was just kind of the, the overall theme being, being as now lately how I've gotten to meet a bunch of people, more so than just, you know, the mind crack. Normally, if I was just with the mind crack crew, that would just be where all of the time would go. Uh, but now being, uh, split amongst other, other friends and groups and people I've been lucky enough to meet, uh, through, through YouTube or elsewhere or whatever. Um, it's, uh, it's a nice, I suppose, uh, a nice way to put, uh, kind of a tangible value, I guess, on, on stuff. And I'm not saying this, it may sound like y'all should be very thankful of all the time I spent with you. No, I'm not speaking of it from my own perspective. I'm kind of more, oh, I can't, this isn't a good picture. There's that tree in the way. Uh... Speaking of it more so from, uh, hey Wolfie, boop, there we go. From the perspective of, of the people and folks I who spent time with me, that's kind of where my appreciation is going. I mean, even, uh, I don't know, because it's, 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 it's the currency. They, you know, that, that is time that they could be spending with somebody else or, or another group or, or checking out this thing that they want to do or, or that or whatever. Uh, and and if if a certain person or a group of people decides to include you or even just invite you, uh, oh, meet us down here in the lobby, you know, whatever, uh, that that is uh, somewhere somewhere where I feel value is is had uh, and uh, is much appreciated. Am I making any sense? Am I am I in a deluded, uh, sickness-induced? stupor here? Is this... <laughs> are the words that are coming out of my mouth making making any of the sense? Uh, we'll find out in the morning after a, a brief snooze. Ooh, the snoring should be great with the sniffle nose. The snoring should be great indeed. <laughs> great snoring indeed. And awakeness. And a continuing onness. I need some porkness. Oh, there was a bunch of pigs back there, weren't there? I totally forgot about that. Uh, but yeah, I just, uh, in my head, I was saying these words a lot more eloquently as I was trying to plan out what I was going to say today. But yeah, that's 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 what I want to say. For the people who spend time with me, 
I, I appreciate it, and and it was of great value to me. Um, and even even to the point where you know when I would say do something else or or choose to spend time with a certain group versus another group, I would feel really bad <laughs> about not you know spending time with another group. I mean, there were a few times where I uh, hung out with uh, uh, the whole big group. I suppose they kind of know each other from the, their their time shot server, but your 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 Fabes, your Lofties, your your Anasia, that whole group. I was spending time with them. Meanwhile, like Good and Beef and the Minecraft crew would be off doing something else. I kind of would be like, oh man, that kind of uh, you know the the time you only have you can only spend your time in one way, and you only have so many so many uh, ways to spend that currency. Oh. Uh, but it all, I think it, I, I think there was a good balance. There was a good balance, right? I think we, we figured things out. It's, uh, we had a booth, of course. Mindcrack had a booth with, with Nerd Fusion. I think that worked out. Uh, I, I spent a, a good deal of time there. Uh, and even, here's another thing. Sure, I mean, and that's part of the, what, the currency that we bring, I guess, as, as YouTubers or whatever, is, uh, to the fans who are there is the currency we bring is our time to sit down and uh, either chat or say hi and, and, and sign things or, or take pictures or whatever. I suppose there's a little bit of value in that. Of course, we also, I can flip the tables and say we, as the YouTubers, appreciate the time you, the fans, bring in order to say I'm going to spend some of my time walking over and visiting the Mindcrack booth, you know, when there's you know, three dozen other things you could possibly be doing or people you could be spending time with, so we value that time as well. Is that, that started, that made a little bit more sense. That was probably the most sensical thing I've said all episode. Um, but also there's like, uh, <clears throat> I didn't record any, uh, obviously I never do, but I didn't record any, do any vlogging or, or recapping or, or anything like that. From the event, uh, there are quite a few people who did. Like I said, there there was your... Uh, here, here are some, 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 if you want to know the vibe, uh, at, uh, PAX East, uh, vlogs, uh, Lofty's vlogs were pretty good and funny. Uh, Nasia made a good vlog. She said, oh, I didn't have that much time to record that much footage. And then she ends up with like a 13 minute video. <laughs> That's 13 more minutes than I got. Um, uh, 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 um, um. Fultron, Fultron, really good vlogs from Fultron, um, and then uh, Fabe, Ironstone Mine, I believe this is YouTube. Uh, this is the first time in America. He's from Germany. He was doing those in Boston. I was really like, I was seeing his vlogs go up. I'm like, these are amazing quality. It's like nice tempo and transition and music and stuff. And he's doing this all from while he's here and while he's he's doing all this stuff. So even the time right there, that's the value, the time, the currency that's kind of been put towards those who aren't there. You know, the people who are making these vlogs or whatever are spending their time for the viewers, for you guys at home, for watching on YouTube. And uh, that's really cool. You know, that's <laughs> that's that's a, something I don't bring to the table. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just this was just kind of the, the rolling theme that I wanted to talk about, like I said, in my head, <laughs> this is all in a, in my NyQuil-induced drunken stupor. This all made a lot more sense and was a lot more eloquent and uh, perhaps uh, uh, 
I don't know, whatever, other words. It was a lot more other words uh, that aren't making too much sense now as I'm talking. But but anyway, uh, we'll, we'll move on from that. That was just like, that was just an over overreaching thing because there's so little of, of the time. And that's why, you know, uh, we all stay up till 3 a.m., 4 a.m. one night because there's like, there's so little time. You don't want to. You don't want to be wasting that currency on on not being awake and and being around these people that you only see once a year or something like that. So. Uh, so yeah, did, did that? Did I make sense? Conclusion: Did I make sense? <laughs> um, so yeah, that's uh, that was just kind of a, a theme I got. Uh, oh, uh, speaking of which, uh, kind of a cool thing, sort of a little cool thing. Perhaps I'm thinking it's cooler than other people might, um, but. Uh, I was walking around, and I met up with uh, Jamie, previously of Child's Play Charity, if you remember, and she happened to be talking to Mike, uh, Penny Arcade Mike, for those of you who don't know. Uh, it's uh, um, uh, Mike, uh, oh god, I'm going to have to look up their names now because I forgot their names. Um, the cartoonists, the, 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 the folks who, who make Penny Arcade, uh, she was talking with him, and I happened to pass by, and, and she was... She was gracious enough to spend her time uh, introducing me and said hello or whatever, and she did a good job of selling the Far Lands of Bus thing and how much money we've raised for Child's Play Charity here. Uh, and that was really cool uh, to meet him, albeit briefly. Uh, you know, <laughs> the the 50% of, of Penny Arcade and what has become of, of PAX and everything is really cool. Although I forgot! I forgot! <laughs> Kicking myself afterwards, I forgot to mention how, yeah, it's really cool, I'm doing this uh, Minecraft YouTube Far Lines of Bus thing for charity, blah blah blah. But the main reason I found Minecraft was because of the Minecraft Penny Arcade comic that came out in 2010. I'm sure I would have heard of Minecraft eventually, but that was my, my introduction to Minecraft. And then I'm like, okay, it was a, a two-day uh, comic, where it's basically just talking about getting addicted to Minecraft. So I'm like, oh, what is this Minecraft? Let me let me punch that into the Googles, and then I found YouTube videos and X's adventures in Minecraft, which uh, kind of also surprisingly about the same time now uh, he's he's actually David R forty seven YT is is starting up a Minecraft series again, kind of rediscovering the game in its current form, which is interesting. A lot of nostalgia there, but uh, but yeah, I forgot to mention that. Dang it. A wasted opportunity, Kurt. Oop, did I eat that? I might have eaten that. Yeah, I think I ate some of that. Oh, well, hmm. Wolfie treats. Uh, but yeah, anyway, sorry. That, that was just kind of like a one, like, random moment that I, I kind of remembered uh, off the top of my head. Uh, let me, uh, I think, I think overall, another thing that helped is I feel like, and maybe it was just, maybe it was just because... It was the packs that it was, where so many people were there that I knew and was were, were, was having a good time hanging out and stuff. That uh, uh, this maybe had some influence, but I feel like Boston, by far, of all the packs as I've been to, I've been to a few uh, packs primes. I've been to both packs Souths, but Boston, my first time there. I'm not a huge fan of cities, as you know, but probably the best city where a PAX is, uh, in my personal opinion. Uh, this is mostly based, you know, the only experience at a convention I get of a city is the food. And uh, I, I, I had a very good time. I didn't have a bad meal there. Uh, even 
making uh, making way around the city wasn't too difficult. Um, I don't know. I feel like I, yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, Seattle's all right. I don't know what my deal against Seattle is. I mean, they're both they're both kind of waterfront cities as well. Yeah, I don't um, I don't know. There's something about Seattle. I just feel a little bit. It just doesn't feel quite as right to me. I don't know. Maybe I haven't experienced it enough or something like that. But uh, And then uh, San Antonio is a work in progress, I feel. But, uh, but yeah, I had a good time in Boston. Like I said, I got a lot of good food. Uh, I didn't have problems either, either you know, meeting with people at, at restaurants. I really didn't have to be too specific, being like, well, we can't go there because there's no gluten-free stuff. It all seemed pretty easy to find. Um was able to have uh, uh, breakfast a couple times with beef from where we were staying. We walked down to a place that was just a, kind of a cool breakfast diner, kind of a small place. <laughs> uh, the, the best, the best, the best waitress this side of the Mississippi. <laughs> uh, I'm sure she's a, an awesome person. She seemed really interesting. She had a bunch of tattoos and stuff like that, but just she had like the most monotone voice. And Beef will uh, certainly enjoy telling this story as well. But just like we were ordering and stuff like that, she just had the most monotone voice. No emotion or inflection at all. She came by, how's everything? Oh, everything's excellent. I had like a, an omelet or whatever. The, you know, the Denver omelet or the whatever omelet. The Western omelet, whatever they called it. Uh, oh, it's really, really good. Uh, or it's excellent. Or, you know, it tastes great or whatever. Yep, that's what we strive for. <laughs> Enjoy. Walked away. Is there anything else I can get you? <laughs> oh man. Oh man, that was good times. <laughs> and uh, so, so that's a way to earn a earn a good tip from me, anyway. <laughs> Entertainment. Uh, but yeah, I was able to you know grab breakfast a couple days with beef for that, and um, it's be- becoming. I guess the. A tradition to get used to is is, uh, Sunday nights on these uh, conventions. The last night is when normally Mindcrack, the group, gets together for a a dinner that I would otherwise uh, not not spend so much on, but because it's becoming a tradition, so we all had really good food, and then afterwards we're all dead tired and set up for the podcast to record, which is up there as well on the Mindcrack network. Uh, But... uh, Ooh, look at that effect. I don't know that I ever noticed that. How the uh, the horizon, like, moves on an angle. Under the sea. Under the sea. Um, but yeah, let's go to sleep. And uh, let's hopefully make it alive till the end of the third day for this episode 587. And awakeness. And awakeness indeed. So yeah, enjoyed Boston. Uh, the convention center was—it's like huge and great. Um, it's like I think it's because it's all in one place. It's a bit overwhelming. Friday, the first day, getting there after we had breakfast, I arrived with beef, and anybody else who was there will know. Like the lines were crazy. I think they beefed up security a little bit, but the lines to get in for the public were crazy. They were across the street and across the bridge. There were like bridges that go across the freeway or whatever across the street. I was like, oh my gosh, all these people here. There was even a line for us to get into the exhibitor uh, entrance, which is a separate entrance because we're special. 
But uh, just so many people in those lines. And then when we got in, the expo hall was packed as well. And we're trying to do the math in our heads. It's like this place is, we can barely walk anywhere in this expo hall. Just going down the escalators and seeing just an absolute sea of people in all the hallways of all the expo hall. How, how are all these people in here? Plus, we have to fit all the people waiting outside in lines across the streets and across the bridges into here too. It's crazy. And I think it's even, as far as attendance is concerned, it's even a little bit smaller than PAX Prime. I'm sorry, PAX West now. But it seems so much more crowded and so many more people. I didn't, I didn't, this is the first PAX, I didn't walk the Expo Hall at all. Uh, it was partially the uh, the crowds thing, uh, and then secondly the, the time thing, as I was, I was choosing how to spend my time wisely. Uh, so, didn't get to do that uh, for, for those multitude of reasons. So I, I think I actually, like this is not a popular opinion, I'm sure, but I think I kind of actually prefer Seattle's Expo Hall more, because it is all broken up, and it, it's, for myself anyway, for someone who tends to maybe get a little, to maybe get a little bit overwhelmed uh, in those large, open, crowded halls, it's a little bit nicer to have it all broken up. Uh, it's it's hard to find what you're looking for and get around, but have it broken up amongst many, Kevalove! Many floors and many even buildings uh, and locations. I kind of like that a little bit better. Uh, it's a nice way, you know, you could, you have the main expo hall in Seattle that's like all the, oh, the big AAA games and Nintendos and Xboxes and Microsoft and Sonys and, uh, you know, your Call of Duty booths or whatever. And then there's the separate floors where you can expect to see all the indie games and a little bit smaller booths and a little bit less crowded. Uh, and then you have, like, the separate uh, hotels and stuff where the, the panels are taking place. I kind of feel I like that layout a little bit more. But, uh, but yeah, <laughs> that that's kind of the overall impression I got of the, the Boston Convention Center and, and the packs there. It's so many people, and I'm sure if you took all the people, like I said, in Seattle and put them in a similar room, it would seem even more crowded or just as crowded, but... Uh, but yeah, I had a had a good time. I kind of like kind of like Boston. Um, it seemed it reminded me a lot of Chicago, but like Chicago, if you were to remove everything like in the the main like the loop area, like just remove the loop. It's just all the surrounding areas, the the non skyscrapers, the non you know the, the you know just the smaller places, the flat you know the surface streets and stuff like that. It reminded me of that a little bit. Maybe that's why there was a little bit of familiarity, it seemed, anyway, from that. I don't know. Could be wrong. Could be right. <laughs> I, in my head, I'm right. And that's all that matters. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, let's make a boat. Make a couple boats. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> the way I did that, but I did. It happened. Get over it. Uh, so, yeah. Good, good job, Boston. I don't know. It's a, uh, it's a bit of a trek. It wasn't too bad, but it's a bit of a trek. From, uh, from here, from over yonder in in Arizona, IA. So I don't know how frequently I'll be able to make it to Pax East, but but so far, A plus 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 would, would 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 uh, would eBay again. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else specific happened or anything. Uh, worth uh, mentioning too much? Nah, you can kind of you can kind of get your your recaps uh, from from like I said, other people's. I mean, even even uh, speaking of time, 
I did go out for dinner uh, with the, should I just start calling them the non-Mindcrack group? Um, and we had a first place picked out, but we got there and there was like a two-hour wait or something like that for the eight of us, six of us, eight of us, however many there were of us. Um, we just happened to find another place that was a good ten-so minute walk away and walked over there and they had a seat for us right away and it turned out to be like the most amazing place I ate all weekend almost. Um, what was it called? Hold on, I gotta pull up the... I, I, inst- I Instagrammed uh, a picture of the place and I'm like, why, how did we, how, how did we, uh, how did we get a, how did we get a table here? Skole Square. It's like right next to what I think is the Capitol building. Skole Square. On a Saturday night, like 6 p.m., 7 p.m., we got a seat for eight people and uh, it was really, it was really good. It was like a kind of a small place, but, uh, I had some some uh, flat iron steak. It was they had that off gluten free menu. It was find the find of the century, find of the century indeed. So if you're from Boston or whatever and you haven't been there, go check it out. A little bit of a plug. Mm, sponsor? No, not really. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean it's just like little stuff like that. I guess that makes a bit of an impression about a city or whatever. But but anyway, I digress. I do have. Gosh, speaking of good news, good news, everybody. I have some space news, unexpected space news. I had no idea this was happening. Space news for May 9th, 2016, coming up here rather quickly. We have the transit of Mercury. Mercury, the planet, is going to be transiting across the face of the sun on May 9th. Um, Obviously, you remember, well, maybe you remember... A couple years ago when Venus transited across the face of the sun. That is a much more rare occurrence and will not ever happen again in any of our lifetimes. Uh, The transit of Mercury is a little bit more frequent. Uh, It happens once every maybe decade or so. Well, maybe I think the next one is even 2019, I think. But, uh, you know, depending on where you are on the planet... Uh, but it's a little bit more of a frequent thing that happens, so maybe not as as rare as Venus. It's also a lot more difficult of a thing to see. Mercury is 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 further away from us, but also much much tinier than Venus. So you actually you can't view this like you could the transit of Venus with your uh, um, eclipse glasses, just with your naked eye. Uh, I've been reading that you need at least a fifty times magnification via telescope, obviously telescope that is protected by a solar filter or a dedicated solar telescope. Uh, don't just go pointing any old telescope at the sun. Uh, you should not be in possession of a telescope if you think that's okay. So yeah, that's happening on May 9th, and for the vast majority of the Western uh, European countries, it will be visible from beginning to end, and then the Eastern United States, pretty much east of the Mississippi. It will be visible start to finish. For myself, on the western half of uh, the United States, uh, it will be already in progress at sunrise. Uh, and then I can catch the end. Uh, I will hopefully remember to post a link to a website that gives a bunch of maps and times and things. It starts at 11.12 universal time. That's universal time. That, that's GMT that has been unspoilt by any summer times or daylight savings. 
so you'll have to do the conversions yourself. Starts at 11.12 uh, Universal Time. And it's maximum when, when Mercury is, is at its deepest, quote-unquote, into the sun, is at 14.57 Universal Time. And then it ends at 18.39 Universal Time. Obviously, those are all in 24-hour times, as... Universal time goes, so I don't know. I might. Uh, I had no idea this was happening, uh, but uh, hopefully, I I do have. Hmm. I might either have to acquire or make. I do have some solar filter film that I never turned into a filter for my telescope, so I think I might have to do that, or I might have to find a way to quickly procure a uh, a pre-built solar uh, filter to put in front of my telescope. I have uh, just my just my 80 millimeter uh, refractor, or I'm, yeah, refractor here. Uh, I left the, the big old 8-inch daub back at home. Maybe. Again, you have to get up at sunrise. <laughs> you gotta get up pretty early in the morning, although that might be something cool to see. Uh, well, I don't have to. I guess I could wait for it to get near the end and watch the last contact as it as it finishes. I don't know, but uh, yeah, we got we got a we got a planet going in front of the sun on May 9th, 2016 here next week. So hopefully I might be able to do that, and we'll we'll check that out. But for now, the sun here in Minecraft is setting. Hey, check out that. Uh, let's find a suitable place for a hidey hole. Perhaps right here, right, Wolfie? Let's dig in. Whoop. Let's dig in. Sorry, I didn't get into any uh, questions from donors to Child's Play Charity. I will uh, be sure to start with those in the next episode. And thank you, everybody, for your for your patience with my... Uh, Recovery from from the Pax Pax. Wolfie's just continuing on without us. Come on now. What you doing? Come back here. Crazy dog. Oops, that's not what I meant to do at all. I meant to do this. Oop, nor that. That. That's what I meant to do. All right, let's get this back. All right, Wolfie, stay, sit. Oh, or I guess you can... No, no, yep, yay! There we go. All right, watch, watch the front door. Let's block ourselves off. Woof! Let's make the rest of this hidey hole. And yeah, like I said, uh, at the beginning of the episode, farlandsabus.com, whoops, to keep giving to Child's Play Charity. It's right there on the home page is both the tracker and the button to donate. And when you do donate, you leave a question in the comment box and I will look to answer it in a future episode. Got quite a few here since I didn't answer any today, but I think we had a... It was a good reason, good reason to... Somewhat haphazardly and fumblyly, uh, do a little bit of a recap of our of our thoughts on Pax East. Oh man, this is <laughs> you don't exercise your your uh, your YouTube commentary muscle in a while, and it it gets it gets quite fatigued. Oh man, I've got a lot of boats, a lot of boats, quite fatigued indeed. So hopefully we'll. Figure a way to get back on that horse soon enough, and uh, yeah, I think that about covers it. Whoa, look at my armor. My armor is in some deep trouble. All these boots, the diamond boots of episode 500-ness aren't going to even make it on another 100 episodes. Well, that was a that was a poor investment indeed. <laughs> boots. 
Um, yeah, farlinesbus.com. Thank you so much for watching. I don't know. Leave a like if you want. I guess that always helps. <laughs> that, that's what YouTubers do, right? Uh, and yeah, hopefully, hopefully this is the last gurgle sick overness voice you you hear for a while. But uh, yeah, thank you so much for watching. My name is Kurt. I will see you next time. <laughs> for YouTube at all. I don't say a word. <laughs>